Welcome to the Business of Innovation podcast. I am Jack Hirschman. In this week's episode, we are looking at the changes to an industry that has been around for quite some time. A management consultant, so the joke goes, is someone who borrows your watch to tell you the time and then keeps the watch. Now, extremely average jokes aside, and I really do apologize for that joke, the consulting industry is at a crucial stage in its evolution, with businesses having come out of the financial crisis, wanting to make big changes and transform digitally, which opens up an astonishing opportunity for the big four consultancy firms that include KPMG, Deloitte, PwC, and Ernst & Young, who can combine their expertise in advising and implementing to help bring businesses closer than ever to their users. And this week's guest, Bill Briggs, the CTO of Deloitte Consulting, sat down with Hot Topics editor Tom Litton-Dickey to discuss the changes. Cool. So, Bill, thank you for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. So, firstly, I'm just keen to understand your definition of the CTO role within Deloitte Consulting. Yeah, it's it's all about research and innovation. So it's really external facing. I spent all my time with either clients, uh, helping them put together their innovation agenda, figure out strategy of how to harness emerging technology, uh, or with startups and incubators, or traditional partners, uh, folks on the, on the edge, uh, exponential technology providers, uh, academics and the like to try to understand what's coming next. Uh, and, and most importantly, bound it into an 18 to 24 month horizon uh, kind of sift through the what to get to the so what and the now what, uh, and then also some breadcrumbs beyond that. Uh, you know, so the pieces we can take action on now, but also enough of a direction to know where things are headed. They're going to be ready. Uh, yeah. So, and, and how has Deloitte had to transform itself to put tech at the heart of it, yeah. its offer? Yeah, I mean, part of it is um, you know, we've had to grow and invest in emerging services and capabilities in places that we had pockets of strengths, but we needed scale. So I was a global leader of Deloitte Digital. We launched Deloitte Digital four years ago, a brand new market-facing entity. It was building on a lot of strengths we already had, uh, but a big part of that was really going after the creative space. So user experience and behavioral psychology and cultural anthropology and you know, digital asset development, mobile and social and web. Uh, and and it, when we launched it, this isn't meant to be a commercial, but it's interesting. When we launched it, people said, well, what a what a fatal miscalculation that you're going to have Deloitte in that name as you brand this new offering that's going after this essentially new area for you guys, uh, which you, know, you had to be a bit humble and say, well, we've been doing a lot of those pieces for a long time, but okay, let's, let's just act like it's new. We said, no, because digital isn't a one-off departmental investment. Right? Digital isn't a, uh, 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 something that's a channel it, it's very bounded, and that's all we care about. It's truly how do you rethink customer experience? How do you think about employee empowerment? How do you rethink products and offerings and business models? And to do that well, you need to drive capital T transformation. You have to be able to imagine tomorrow, but get there from today. And a big part of the heritage of everything we've always done is that we understand today really well how industries work and work across themselves, strategy and operations and org and talent and technology your existing footprint, all those have to come together. Uh, so it's been very rewarding. But there, there are new things we've had to add along the way, and we continue. Sure. Yeah. And, and obviously, with the, with the vast array of clients you're working with, what are you seeing are the, the real challenges that they're focusing on now or, or perhaps struggling with? Yeah. I mean, p- part of it is there is so much change, which is exciting. Yeah. And, and you could take, like, just roll things up into the broadest buckets and say digital, and analytics and cloud and the changing business of IT, infrastructure and the IT department itself, cyber, you know, those big topics. And, and we would be writing books about the era 
of the amount, the incredible amount of change happening in such a concentrated period of time in any one of those self-contained stories, right? And the fact that they're all happening simultaneously. And there's so much collision between the topics. Uh, that's the exciting part, right? And so there's never been an unprecedented opportunity for innovation and growth and doing fundamentally different things we've ever done before. Flip side, this existential threat of disruption because a lot of the same forces looming. Uh, and it becomes, how do you make sense of it all? The only constant is the constant change. And in fact, the change, the pace of change isn't constant, it's accelerating. Uh, and so how do you really get down to, you know, I'm in a global 1,000, Fortune 500 organization. What does this mean to me? And how do I not be anchored to today in incremental thinking of how to apply these to my business or to my customers or my employees? Uh, how do I imagine tomorrow, you know, deliver that from today and then be ready to continuously reinvent myself? That's the hard part, right? To have confidence to know where to start. So, yeah. and, and given, I mean, the, the vast amount of change in the boardroom, we're seeing yeah. new roles popping up, yeah. chief digital officer, chief security officer, data officer. Growth officer, innovation officer, yeah. marketing technology officer. Who, who's yeah. taking responsibility for this transformation within the company? Yeah, so you know, it, the, the, the broadest thing I think is interesting is we're seeing a, a complete restacking of the C-suite. So, so it's being truly reimagined. Uh, and it's tempting to put whoever you work closely with as the hero of that journey. So I could talk you know, sermons 15 through 85 on the changing role of the CIO, uh, it, which is an important part of it because IT truly, every company, technology company, we have to think about technology differently, how we deliver it. But the, the team is becoming the hero instead of the individual functions. Uh, and so you have deep technology understanding in many more of those traditional roles and new roles. Uh, and so it becomes a much different, like, how do we build capabilities with a product mindset uh, instead of a departmental mindset of working together for outcomes, right? And, and I think we're going to see in the next 10 years uh, a lot of new titles that will stick. Uh, the old ones that we had, at least the responsibilities are going to be redefined, if not completely reshaped. Uh, do you think that the, the chief digital officer role needs to be defined as that, given how kind of ubiquitous digital is, and surely, will that not just have its expiry date? It is interesting, right? Because yeah. some analyst would, would have you believe that the CIO is going to be relegated to the utility minder, right? The chief electricity officer, data center officer, and the hero of that story becomes the chief digital officer. Uh, I think it's more nuanced than that. Yeah, so it, it, the hardest thing about digital is how do you get it to an actionable conversation? Because it truly could be customer outreach and omni-channel and the like. It could be employee empowerment. How do we reshape how we work, how processes operate because of digital? Or it could be the broadest business model transformation. Right? The fabric of how we compete is now digital. Products and offerings and services and ecosystems being broken down. So, and there's so much overlap into that, into, let's just call it the core. Right? You can't do digital and only have it be Greenfield standalone especially for big companies, you have to have deep hooks into customer history, order history, service history, product R&D, availability, logistics, right, ops. Uh, and so it's less about who's, who's the, the one is the true catalyst, you know, kind of leading the, it's more about how does that group come together where all of those different mindsets are essential to do something really compelling, right? If not, it becomes very, very, I, I won't say inconsequential because that's not fair. There's good things that can happen, but it's not as up to its full potential. Yeah. 
Yeah. And and with all the various responsibilities and budget sitting across C-suite, yeah. How and I know you mentioned you're working with startups to try and get the, work closer with the enterprise. Yeah. How, if I'm a startup, how do I know who to sell to if <laughs> there's budgets everywhere and, and different? No, we have the same. You know, for for huge topics like digital transformation, or the or the topics that we have a shorthand for that, like IoT or analytics, it's the same. You know, it's fundamentally cross-departmental scope of what it could mean. So I think it's the, the the best that a startup can do is have a very compelling vision for a very bounded problem with very clear value out of it. Right. So it it the more understandable and contained that that is, then. It's almost the flip side. Hopefully, if it's 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 so self-evident that the business will come to you. you know, part of my job is to help be a broker for those relationships and understanding. Um, but you know, the good news is, the the traditional ways of procurement, having to have six months of vendor assessment and bake-offs before an annual budgeting cycle, that really rigged the game for the bigger players, is changing. So it's not to say it's an easy road for the startup. I mean, there's a lot of complexity to navigate through, but budgets are being unleashed. There's a lot of freedom to spend. And my counsel to my clients is we need to start experimenting and learning. Uh, people f- focus too much on failing fast. We might fail. We might not fail. As long as we're always learning, it's okay. And, you know, we have to be very nimble in the way we do that, you know, which, uh, you know, agile becomes a, a, a buzzword of big companies and how do they adopt. And there's a religious debate behind agile, it's really about how do you be more responsive, and that methodology might be appropriate. And oftentimes it is, but either way, it's not just the, the dev and the ops. It's the upfront budgeting and prioritization and portfolio management. You know, and I think the game is being rewritten, and I think that startups are going to be beneficiaries of that. Yeah. And that's the last question, and just, I'm sure there's loads, but <laughs> three trends yeah. that you're going to see in the enterprise from a tech perspective in 2016. Yeah. What do you um, think that would be? So let's start, I've been, I've been very uh, heady uh, and rhetorical. Let's start in, in kind of a grounded one, in the core business of IT. So right speed of IT with a heavy emphasis on software to find everything up and down the stack and the container movement, uh, build once and deploy anywhere, I don't care, with DevOps to basically say we're rewriting the core capabilities of what IT department should be measured against. You know, it shifts to design of experience and integration and architecture, of what to find data and services, you know, the API economy, that kind of idea, uh, but eliminating waste in how we've always done it, right? So that's that's kind of one at the at the lowest end of the stack. The middle is, and this is going to be because I could go and you know blockchain and, and augmented reality, and but the second one is core renaissance. This is how do we modernize the core. You know, for enterprise, for big companies, we have hundreds of millions of investment and uh, our most part of the business operations, our processes, are baked into a, an aging infrastructure, app and data and the physical infrastructure behind it. So how do we get more out of that asset? And how do we strategically make that the foundation for growth, uh, which isn't always going to be easy, right? I might need to replatform, I might need to remediate, I might need to revitalize and create digital extensions to it. But all that kind of coming together uh, in a really fascinating way. Uh, and then we, we hit on IoT. Uh, it's huge. And for enterprise, this idea that we've gone from uh, necessarily an approximation of how the world operated around this 
uh, and, and now we don't have to, to deal with those trade-offs and constraints. But it becomes, my, my tagline is from sensing to doing. Right? IoT is not about a passive. The information we get is fantastic, and insights can be driven off of it. And analytics is a huge topic we go down. But it's how, do we, how do we do something with that? You know, so if the existing sensors we have, the connected devices we never used, get more out of those, new interesting products that are emerging, instead of being focused on everything and grand unified theory of what IoT could be, you know, the Internet of Everything is interesting, but the Internet of Some Things, very deliberately brought together for purposeful outcome, is, is, is where it's at. So um, I think we're going to see that. And the nice thing, all three of those have to come together. You, know, you can invest in the underlying business of IT. You can invest in core modernization. You can invest in IoT and other digital transformation. And independently, you could get a lot out of them. But you see them, if you do all three, oh, my goodness. You're ready for whatever comes at us next year uh, and beyond. That is all we've got time for this week, and I would like to thank you very much for listening. And if you can't wait until next week, I advise you to head over to hottopics.ht for more content just like this.